0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We had a game last night, and it was very productive. If You had the key Bengals players here. T. Higgins goes off, so we liked that. We loved his matchup there against the... Dolphins, and uh, that was uh, excellent to see Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, a pretty good night, Joe Mixon as well. So the principles for the Bengals delivered for us as they win their handily. And unfortunately, we had the incident with Tua Taibola and his... uh, going down with a neck and head injury looks like he will be okay he's in the concussion protocol but a scary moment on the field there on Thursday night football Tyreek Hill goes off there with the backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater going in so good way to start the week if you had Hill or any of the Bengals receivers in the game and uh, Jalen a little bit quiet night for him but uh, Raheem Mostert looked good. So, a lot of good stuff there to look at in that game. And hopefully, we'll have a lot of that carry over into the weekend here. And uh, Tua will uh, wait on the word here on what his status is going to be going forward. They do get now a mini buy, so he has a little extra time to heal up to play the Jets there in week five. So, we'll watch that carefully. But uh, Bridgewater looked pretty good out there, except for the interception. But we had. Uh, An interception to the same player, two-tag bullet to Von Bell early in the game. So that's our quick recap there of Thursday night. Kind of played out the way we expected the Dolphins defense being a little bit tired and gave up some good yardage to the principals of the Bengals. And again, watch that 2 injury. That's the one we're going to monitor going into week five big time. But we do have to talk about the injury updates here in week four. We'll do that for you on the show. Then we'll get into... Our choices there for our FanDuel cash games and uh, DraftKings tournaments, the guys that we're recommending here to g- attack there at the price points that you're looking at. And then to close the show. One of our sponsors here on Lockdown Fantasy Football is Price Picks. So we'll uh, break down the five Price picks of the week here that we like as uh, we look at players to go above or below their prize picks projection. So we'll talk about that in our final segment. Before we do all of that, this episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in less than two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. And thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let us go through the injury report. We already have some status updates here. Usually, not the case when we do our recording time on Friday. We wait to to Friday afternoon to get the official designations on players, but we have a pretty good indication there from what we've seen in practice there the first couple days, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, to figure out who's going to go. All right. Let's start at quarterback here, and Dak Prescott, there was rumblings there. He told Lisa Salters of ESPN that he could return in week four. That was a little bit optimistic. I think it's more still a week six timeline here, so he might miss the game next weekend's Rams, but he's definitely going to miss this weekend's game at home against the Commanders. It's a good matchup, so we'll talk about Cooper Rush and his receivers a little bit later in the show there when we look at uh, DFS values this week justin herbert got into full practice that's good to know that he's not limited by that that's great it's a good matchup against the texans on the road in houston this week so justin herbert should rebound big time in that one Jameis winston was uh, just considered doubtful here so didn't practice all week so andy dalton looks like he's going to be the guy here in london he also won't be throwing to michael thomas so Thomas is out here with a foot injury. Jarvis Landry looks good for him to play. So Landry, a little bit more run. A little bit more attention to Chris Olave here as well as a key target against the Vikings. Uh, Andy Dalton, just kind of like the Tua Taibola, Teddy Bridgewater thing. It changes the way we might approach the pecking order of this receiving core. I think it hurts Olave a little bit more. It bumps up Jarvis Landry, and it bumps up Alvin Kamara as well because, again... Andy Dalton is more of a check-down quarterback there. He's going to use those guys a little bit more, I would think, versus pushing the ball downfield. Dalton does have a decent enough arm to stretch the field, but you look at this Vikings secondary, I think you can exploit them away from uh, Patrick Peterson. They've got Cameron Dantzler in there. So I think you can see a lot of Landry and Kamara now making up for the loss of Thomas in the intermediate passing game. So Olave, we're still hopeful. Again, having no Thomas out of the equation will make sure that Alave gets some key targets, gets involved. And he's just not a field stretcher. We've been focusing a lot on the air yardage there, but good Alave. He's a complete receiver. They drafted him in the first round because he can be an all-round number one. So he'll adjust his role a little bit. So Alave I like a little bit more. Landry comes with the picture there if you want to use him in deeper PPR leagues as a wide receiver three. And come out of this is good news for him. I think they'll use him more in the passing game because Winston, not a guy that was throwing too much to Kamara. All right, Mac Jones. I know Bill Belichick was being coy about this with the ankle injury. He's not going to be playing against the Packers. It is Brian Hoyer. That's a downgrade to everybody in this passing game. Really, the passing game was fickle anyway between Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, or wide receivers. We're not sure about who's going to be healthy out there at wide receiver Jacoby Meyer. Is still a little bit banged up. So you're not going with any Patriots this week at. All in the receiving core, it's just very risky. Even Devontae Parker coming off a breakout game. All right, Zach Wilson is going to be back here for the Jets. That's uh, big news. So, as uh, Tua Tagola and Mac Jones get hurt, Wilson gets healthy here. So, he'll be out there against the Steelers. A pretty good matchup that we're going to look at there that he, he can exploit. Dominguez Fitzpatrick is going to play through the concussion. I, I do think he'll facilitate his receivers better than expected. This could help Elijah Moore a little bit because Wilson and Moore know each other a little bit better. Flacco, I know, produced well with uh, Moore last year, but this may be a chance to get him going. I think at some point you'll see Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore be the key receivers here as Corey Davis fades. I think Tyler Conklin will still be in the mix here. So Tyler Conklin against the Steelers. We saw what David and Joku did to this defense there. Wilson The younger quarterback uh, should uh, still continue to trust Conklin here. So I think that's how it's going to end up being here. More we need to get going a little bit, but definitely you can play Garrett Wilson and Conklin most here among the Jets' targets here with Zach Wilson. All right, Tom Brady dealing with the right finger issue, but he's good to go. He also might have all his receivers back. We'll talk about that here when we get to that position, we'll pivot to running back. James Connor has a new injury. He has always seemed to be battling something. It's a knee injury, but he's limited twice. He should be good for the Panthers. I would expect they give him a little bit bigger workload this week. Uh, Panthers tough to pass on, easier to run on here this week. And the Cardinals need a win here uh, on the road. And uh, they can win this game if they stick with the right game plan. And Connor should be a big part of that. Cordero Patterson, there's a little bit of concern that he got two days of rest with that knee injury. But keep in mind, he had a big week there in seattle was the nfc offensive player of the week had a high volume he's an older player here so we're going to monitor this that tyler algier is the number two here clearly damon williams hurt so we'll see if the byu rookie might get a little run but i think for now we wouldn't panic about patterson i think he's going to play there for the falcons there's been no indication otherwise jk dobbins popped up with a chest injury but he should be good here for the game against the Bills. Christian McCaffrey, it looked bad there, having missed the practices on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, all reports say he's getting limited work there from uh, Panthers camp on Friday, so that should put him on track. He was in the jersey that would say he's going to play. I think he's going to try to give it a go. If not, you're going to see Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman split the work here probably there against uh, the Cardinals this week. So something to watch. Uh, McCaffrey, I would say, is leaning towards a positive game-time decision. David Montgomery does not look good for him with a knee and ankle injury, so expect to fire up. Khalil Herbert, if you've got him, hopefully you followed our advice drafting Herbert to behind Montgomery or just drafting Herbert late and standalone. He's been outstanding. Giants run defense is vulnerable, as we've seen in the early going. Melvin Gordon has a neck injury. If you've got Javante Williams, that might lessen the touches for Gordon this week. I think he'll play, though. Two limited practices. He's going to be out there for the Raiders. I actually like both running backs in that matchup with a positive game script in Las Vegas. DeAndre Swift is not going to be playing here, so you'll probably see some Craig Reynolds there as they now change of pace back to Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, much like Khalil Herbert, a guy that you want to get in as many lineups as possible as the clear starter here with a key volume, especially through the red zone. A.J. Dillon has a knee injury, but I like him this week. He's uh, practicing at full, so he's good to go. Damian Pierce, we had a small hiccup with him. On Wednesday with a hip injury, but he's good to go. He got a full practice in on Thursday. Jonathan Taylor missed the first practice of his life there through high school, college, pros on Wednesday. But, of course, he went full on Thursday. He's good to go here. And I think he can smash it against the Titans at home. The Titans run defense looks terrible. Dalvin Cook, shoulder injury. He went full on Thursday. Great sign. Looks like he's going to travel and play here. Well, they've already traveled, but when you look at it, definitely going to be out there for the game in London. Alvin Kamara, same thing with the rib injury. He'll fight through that and play against the Vikings in that same game. You look at Miles Sanders' hip injury, a little bit concerning. Boston Scott, by the way, ribs hasn't practiced all week. So a little bit of pain issue for Boston Scott. So might be a slight opening for Kenneth Gainwell. We'll see. The Jaguars, you can run on. So... Let's watch that one, but I wouldn't trust anybody in this backfield this week here. The Jaguars linebackers are playing really well, especially the rookie Devin Lloyd, your uh, AFC Defensive Rookie of the Month. Tyrion Davis-Price not going to be out there for the 49ers, so more of Jeff Wilson Jr. and the undrafted rookie Jordan Mason in that tough matchup against the Rams. Kenneth Walker popped up with a shoulder injury. He should be good here, but still not getting the key touches. We need Rashad Penny um, injury issue or fade here by the Seahawks to get Walker involved. All right, let's go to wide receivers. A.J. Green going to miss the game for the Cardinals. He hasn't been doing much anyway. We probably wouldn't notice. Greg Dortch notably, has a back injury. Ronda Moore could return here. I'm trying to avoid all these guys. The Panthers secondary with Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin and the like are pretty good here. So I want to fade as many Cardinals pass catchers. And that's also why I like James Conner this week. I think they'll keep it on the ground and maybe a little bit of Kyler Murray running a little extra as well. James Brochet has a growing. He'll be out there for the Ravens. Gabe Davis is a concern here for the Bills. Uh, He was fine. He was getting in limited practices. Then all of a sudden a DNP there on Thursday, so a little bit concerning with Gabe Davis. They might shut him down for a week here against the Ravens. That would give more opportunities here for Isaiah McKenzie to uh, do some damage in the slot here. So, something to watch out for if Davis misses the game here. And you might see a little bit uh, different uh, looks there with the outside uh, receivers for the Bills. But McKenzie did benefit last week when Davis was a little limited. Davis did drop a touchdown last week. So, maybe we want Davis to be rested there for his long-term value. Laviska Cheneau Jr., he was the hero for the Panthers with a long touchdown against the Saints last week, but he's got a hamstring injury, downgraded no practice there, so that's a tough one. Cheneau has had these issues before, so I would not totally feel good about him anyway in fantasy. Bayless Jones could return for the Bears. That could give them an extra weapon. They need everything they can get here with Justin Fields, but going to fade all the Bears receivers as we usually do. Michael Gallup should return. He's had two full practices here, so that changes the way they're going to look at it. I think you'll see a little bit of Noah Brown and uh, CeeDee Lamb as well. They'll move CeeDee Lamb quite a bit in the formation to get some good looks here. Amon Ross St. Brown, not looking good. Two ankle injury mispractices here, and uh, at the same time, DJ Chark has been downgraded. So, ankle injuries for St. Brown and Chark. Uh, There's also an ankle injury for Josh Reynolds, but He's the guy that's most likely to play right now because he's the guy who got limited practice there on Thursday while well, St. Brown and Shark did not go. So it's not looking uh, very uh, good here for the Lions' stud slot receiver here. So they might change things up here. This uh, secondary of the Seahawks is uh, overachieved a little bit, but Reynolds could be a clear number one target hog here for Jared Goff based on the situation. Al Lazard limited, but he'll play again with that ankle injury he scored in the... F- First two healthy games he's had this season, weeks two and week three. So, good chance he finds end zone against the Patriots. Christian Watson should return here. That uh, curbs the Romeo Dobbs of enthusiasm a little bit. But Watson, still not a big factor. Chiefs, Juju Smith-Schuster will go. We'll see who the number one can emerge here. Michael Hardman has a heel injury there. He'll go. Marcus Valdez-Scantling has an abdomen injury. So, we'll watch that. But it's hard to trust any Chiefs wide receiver in that tough Buccaneers matchup. Zay Jones popped up with a no practice there with an ankle injury, so may have been something that happened in practice. There's a good chance he's going to miss the game against the Eagles, so maybe more Marvin Jones there with Christian Kirk in that matchup. You look at Hunter Renfro, uh, concussion, uh, missed another practice. That's five that he's missed. He didn't play last week. Doesn't look good here for him to play. He's a smaller guy, so that could... Maybe have them proceed with caution, but he's probably not going to play this week. Keenan Allen ran off the field with a trainer. We're not sure exactly what that meant here with the hamstring. Uh, He's still been limited. Uh, He missed last week when I thought he could play, so we'll watch that with the Allen thing. If uh, he doesn't go, then it's more Josh Palmer time here with uh, that Texans matchup playing off Mike Williams. Jacoby Myers, two limited practices with a knee injury. We'll see if he can go here this week. Michael Thomas not going to go, as we said, with a foot injury. Jarvis Landry is going to be out there to help uh, make up for that void. Sterling Shepard, unfortunately, another major knee injury. He's out for the season here. Wanda Robinson, Kadarius Tony also not going to be back here. So probably going to see a lot of uh, Richie James there in that matchup against the Bears this week. Devonta Smith, back issue, a little bit concerning, but he's good to go here for this uh, Jaguars game. I'd be shocked if things went a different way. A.J. Brown has missed a couple of practices as a personal issue, but I think he'll be out there. He's roasted this Jaguars secondary before as a member of the Titans. Danny Gray may not be out there for the 49ers. Not that big of a deal, except uh, they lose a little field stretching there against the Rams. You have uh, Marquise Goodwin there for the Seahawks. He'll be available, but not that you can trust him we go from Goodwin to Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin downgraded no practice. We'll see if it was a rest day. He did get limited work the day before. Julio Jones is on track to return to limited practice, but we want to watch that with Godwin and Jones. Russell Gage should play through his hamstring. I think Rashad Perryman, however, is probably going to miss the game because now he's added a knee injury to his hamstring. So I'd say Perryman is probably out. Godwin and Jones are the questionable side at this point. So Russell Gage could have another big role there with Mike Evans. This week is returning from suspension. Traylon Burks uh, has an illness, but he should be good for the Colts. Kyle Phillips uh, should return to help uh, Ryan Tannehill in the slot in that same game for that team. All right, tight end. Uh, There's not a lot of issues there that we're uh, too concerned about, but I'm going to run through them. Dawson Knox has multiple injuries, back and hip. Ravens matchup, not too bad for him this week. So if you need Dawson Knox, you can dig and play. Ian Thomas there. It's actually a good matchup. The Cardinals have allowed the most fantasy points at the tight end there, but you can't trust him. He's not getting enough targets from Baker Mayfield, ankle injury. He should play. David Njoku rested there with a knee injury on Thursday. Will be good to go. Very good matchup again following that breakout performance against the Steelers, against the Falcons this week. Dalton Schultz should play and has a pretty good matchup there against the Commanders. He's been limited twice. TJ Hawkins and should play through his foot injury. Great matchup there as well against the Seahawks at home. You look at uh, Mercedes Lewis, going to probably be out there blocking for the Packers with a growing injury. The Texans, Brevin Jordan, the breakout's not happening. Another ankle injury for him. Donald Partom Jr. battling a hamstring. It's uh, still Gerald Everett starting. Taysom Hill probably will go in London against the Vikings with a shrimps injury. And George Kittle might see a bump up this week. No, he's actually not on the injury report. The twist is that Ross Dwelly is not practicing with a rib injury. Tyler Croft has already missed games. He has a knee injury, so... They could really make it a Kittle game against the Rams this week. So watch out for that if there's nobody else there. But uh, i really like uh, the potential of Kittle this week to bounce back in that matchup on the game on Monday night. Now, kicker, not a lot there. Harrison Butker, we'll see if he can return. Uh, I think uh, the dumping of Matt Amendola says the Chiefs are pretty confident of that. Austin Siebert, a good matchup. So, he could be missing that game for the Lions. We'll see if they sign a backup kicker. Former Lion Matt Prater should go with his right hip injury if you're going there. Now, other key injuries we're tracking that could affect games this week. Definitely the Browns' defensive line. This is important here. Miles Garrett had that uh, single-car accident. He's fine, but shoulder biceps, he hasn't even practiced. Close to practicing for today's JD Monclown. He missed last week, so has an ankle injury. Dave Bryan Brian could also miss games, so... This would be a massive break for this Falcons offensive line. So goodness for Cordero Patterson, the run blocking, pass protection for Marcus Merida. I think the Falcons now can hang in a little bit and produce. I think they'll get blown out the other side there. But something to watch there. The Browns defense, maybe without a lot of key playing records, Denzel Ward also banged up there for that team. So again, something we're working like at. We're also looking at the Bills. Secondary still very banged up there. Against the Ravens. So that's good news for Rashad Bateman here in that matchup. uh, And Devin Duvernay really in the slot. So both those guys. High scoring game here between uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. The other thing we're looking at here. uh, The Raiders. uh, Nate Hobbs and Rockison both limited there. Hobbs has a concussion. Rockison has a knee injury. That's going to really help the two guys there. Inside and outside. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy this week. There for the Broncos. All right, there you have it. There's a look at the key injury updates. We went a little bit deeper in that first segment because we had a lot to get to. And we'll uh, give you uh, plenty more there with uh, what we're looking at here in week four as we go along and look through our DFS report. We'll do that uh, as we look at Fran and Dual DraftKings suggestions in our next segment. Before we do that, I told you at the top that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Bright Co Jewelry Insurance and uh, look uh, it can be an embarrassing thing when a proposal goes wrong and uh, really when you involve water it can be totally hilarious and a couple videos there that you can check on uh, the Brightco site uh, they involve a proposal that uh, didn't work on a boat and uh, one that didn't work on a pier what do you expect Uh, yeah you're going to lose something in the water and then it's going to be splashed all over the internet there. And here's the lesson, you don't want to be that guy, and the guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it, go to bright.co forward slash locked on, it's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business, these guys at Brightco are geniuses, they made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever, so freaking easy that you can get covered, in two minutes just on your cell phone you won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable bright.co forward slash locked on these guys at bright cove have turned the whole experience around for you so it's easiest thing you can do no more excuses man for five bucks a month you can get totally comprehensive coverage for your jewelry insurance there and it won't take you more than two minutes trust me check it out bright.co forward slash locked on you got to see these videos of, of these proposal fails they're Great, but uh, laugh about it, but then also be smart and do the right thing and get bright jewelry, and watch insurance to uh, make sure you don't have an embarrassing moment as well. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. We're going to uh, now focus on DFS here, and we're going to mention some standout picks for me, but these are other... Targets kind of related to these guys that you can go after. Now, in cash games, I really like Jared Goff this week. He's at home. Plays pretty well here. I think you'll get a couple touchdowns. The receiving questions are a little bit troublesome here with Amon Rossi-Brown and DJ Chark, but he's still got Josh Reynolds. so They can uh, pivot to other guys. TJ Hawkinson should be involved as well. So I think you can get a good value from Jared Goff here. I think the Seahawks can stay in this game for a little bit here because the Lions defense is bad. So... Jared Goff at 7600 is a very good price there, quarterback. Some of the top-tier guys, I mean, you could pay up there, but we don't have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes there for this main slate here. So Jared Goff is a pretty good value with a good matchup this week. I mean, you could also pay up quite a bit for someone like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I would not say that's totally wrong, but you're paying a lot there. You're going to be handcuffed at other positions in cash games, so you can go there in tournaments. Uh, I would uh, look at Cooper Rush. There's also Marcus and Mariota and Geno Smith, so a little bit of a pivot there, but I think a lot of people will be on Geno Smith uh, trying to get that number versus Goff playing on the other side. Mariota looking at those defensive injuries to the Browns, and also the game script possibly throwing a lot to Drake London and Kyle Pitts in that game. But Cooper Rush also should be rather busy here. I think the Cowboys are going to handle the Commanders, but... I think you're going to see Cooper Rush have a multiple touchdown game here. That would be great return. I mean, he's only at 5,300 on DraftKings. So if he gets a couple touchdowns there, gets 250 yards, I think that's in the mix for him. The matchup against the Commander's secondary is fantastic for all his receivers. Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz could be returning. So I think you'll see Cooper Rush be able to put the ball up a little bit more. I don't think they'll just run away with this game. Again, the commander's actually surprisingly pretty decent against the run, so you'll see Rush maybe put the ball up in the air a little bit more. So Cooper Rush, Marcus Marietta, Geno Smith, some of the tournament plays there I'm looking at. But I want to go a little bit safer there, Les Valdo, if I'm going at cash games. And I think Jared Goff has been pretty darn safe here. They were going had one game where he didn't have the multiple touchdowns. It was last week, actually. I don't think Jamal Williams is going to pound it in that many times. He'll find a way to get a couple scores here with some good yardage against Gino, But definitely looking at Mariota. I think you could consider him in cash games as well here in FanDuel. I think he'll do some running and should be involved. And Mariota has been pretty darn good here with his production early in the season. All right, let's go to our running back picks here for cash games and tournaments. So, So on FanDuel for cash games, and you can look at him in DraftKings tournaments. Jonathan Taylor, I think it's a smash week. The toe injury might scare some people off, but go for the high ownership. The Titans are really bad against the run. This is a guy that can carry your rosters there. So even at 8,700, I think you can get three times a return there. Either way, you look at it with Jonathan Taylor this week. So paying up for Taylor, good week to do it, I think. For sure, Corey, or A.J. Dillon, I should say. Not Corey Dillon. That would be great if we could play DFS with Corey Dillon in his prime Bengals days when he uh, set the rushing record. But in this game against the Patriots, I think the game script is going to be positive. You're going to see a lot of A.J. Dillon in the second half, much like we saw earlier. He hasn't had that big, big game, but I think they could run away and hide from the Patriots in the second half. So the game script is a 10.5 point spread. So I do like A.J. Dillon to play closer. So that would help you offset... Paying for Jonathan Taylor, but still get a pretty good value for running back there. Now, in tournament, James Conner, again, a little bit volatile. People are going to be worried about the injury. His usage has been a little bit questionable. But this week, again, against the Panthers, they can get him on track. 6,300. Again, he's a guy that can blow up for multiple touchdowns. That's what you're looking at for your tournaments here. So we saw that with Nick Chubb. Again, the Cardinals need to run the ball and get a win here. And I think that's going to be key. I also love Khalil Herbert. I know he's gonna big ownership if Dave Montgomery's out, but you got to kind of go that way this week. And uh, if you want to pivot a little bit, you can go with Jamal Williams in the same game here, but or in the same uh, division, I should say. But Khalil Herbert at 5700 definitely uh, is uh, very appealing. And again, he's. Also decent, because he has a high floor should Montgomery miss the game against the Giants as well, because it's a very run-heavy team. So Taylor and Herbert, in some combination, you can put them in in either format this week, and I would love it for your teams there in FanDuel or DraftKings. Now, we go to wide receiver. These are my cash game picks. A.J. Brown, I think he's going to eat against that Jaguar secondary. He knows them well. It's going to be an A.J. Brown game, much like it was in Week 1 here. So love that for A.J. Brown, 8,300. Is his price. I wouldn't mind paying up for that. I look at Cortland Sutton at 6,800. I love that. Again, the Raiders are pretty bad on the outside. If Nate Hobbs plays, he's going to be more containing Jerry Judy here. So I do love uh, Cortland Sutton, especially if he gets a banged up Rockus in there to have a big game. So 6,800, good price for him. And I love CeeDee Lamb because Noel Brown, I know, plays in the slot quite a bit, but so does CeeDee Lamb. They move things around. Michael Gallup's return should also help Lamb go inside a little bit more. They like to do that when Gallup is there. So that's going to help because they're terrible. Really, they have two atrocious corners here. They're uh, Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juiced, And William Jackson is not that good either. So really, CeeDee Lamb, the confidence-building game. He should have had two touchdowns against the Giants there. Dropped that one, but... That beautiful one-handed grab and throw from Rush. So the Rush and Lamb combination heating up here. So Rush-Lamb in tournaments, not a bad little sneaky stack this week that not a lot of people are going to be on. But Lamb, Cash Games, I think he has a high floor against the Commanders. We've seen it. I mean, look at the games that they've given up in the first few weeks. It's just been atrocious for the Commanders. Devonta Smith destroyed them last week. You had Amon Rice-St. Brown do this. Christian Kirk. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb is uh, arguably better than all those guys, so when you look at it, uh, yeah, that's a good spot for CeeDee Lamb. I also like him in DraftKings tournaments at 6,700. I also love Mike Williams a lot. This is uh, something concerning with Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is clearly the alpha there, so... I think he's a guy that could have multiple touchdowns. Again, This Texans secondary Derek Stingley Jr. Oh, no. It's not going to happen. The rookie's out there. So Mike Williams could really go off this week for Justin Herbert as he has a get-well game. Again, another multiple touchdown guy that you can look at. And Robbie Anderson. This could be like a week one scenario for Robbie Anderson. The Cardinals could be playing with lead, much like the Browns did. Anderson gets by and goes downfield. DJ Moore hasn't done a lot, so even more... He's not a bad little play here, but you're going to have to pay up a little bit more there. And while Anderson's a pivot play there, the secondary is pretty weak. If he gets Marco Wilson there, Byron Murphy, I you know, has played a little bit better here in recent weeks, and he could shadow more. So that could open things up for Anderson on the other side. And Baker playing off that run, maybe going downfield a little bit more. And if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, you might see more targets for Anderson. If he does play, then he'll set up the play action shots downfield. So Anderson, just a little bit of a dart throw, but that's what we're looking for. Who can go off with a long play and get good returns? It's definitely Robbie Anderson, who can do it on one play. We saw it in week one. All right. At tight end, uh, my choice is David Njoku, both both spots here. Here's why. Travis Kelsey not in the main slate. He's playing on Sunday night. Football, Mark Andrews has a tough matchup against Jermaine Edmonds and Matt Milano there. I mean, I do like George Kidd a little bit, and I do like Darren Waller a little bit, but I want to price down a little bit. Njoku has a very good matchup this week against that uh, Falcons team who cannot cover the tight end. We've seen it here in the past few weeks. So David Njoku, very nice price. Should play and be fine with a knee injury. 5,700 on Fando, 3,700 on DraftKings. And my play there for defense, it's definitely the Denver Broncos. The Raiders' offense has struggled. This uh, Broncos pass rush is getting it done. Pat Sertain can make it tough on Devontae Adams. Derek Carr is going to have some turnovers here, so I do like the Broncos there. Four thousand on FanDuel, twenty-seven hundred on DraftKings this week. So those are my recommendations there. How we're going to look at and uh, there's some good values of quarterback across the board. Pay up a little bit at running back here to make sure you get uh, Taylor and, and a stud like that, and make sure that you're attaching yourself quite a bit to Lamb and Sutton there in week number four. All right, we will uh, close the show with our final segment, looking at uh, our Price Picks picks of the week. Uh, don't forget, Price Picks is a sponsor of Locked On Fantasy Football as well. It's the easiest way to get in on the action here, so it's a fun way to get in. Again, first time users, you can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks promo code Locked On that you can uh, check out, and it will give you the picks here uh, to uh, help you dominate. And don't forget on the Lockdown Network uh, to check out all the great shows here. We're Crossover Thursday, breaking down all the games here with our hosts from different teams, uh, breaking those matchups down, as well as, uh, don't forget about Lockdown NFL, our flagship show there, as well as uh, Peacock and Williamson there to get you comprehensively covered for all the games and the action of every week. All right, it is time to close the show making our prize pick picks of the week. Last week, we did okay. We came out three and two, but we can do a little bit better this week. Let's uh, look at the numbers that we do like and crunch them. Josh Allen, 280.5 passing yards. Take the over here. And here's why. I mean, the Ravens have been destroyed. They're allowing 353 passing yards per game. Allen threw for 400-plus last week. The Ravens do blitz quite a bit. Allen made those numbers against the Dolphins against the blitz. So 280.5. I like that number for Josh Allen to surpass that. Again, I think Jackson and the Ravens are going to put up some numbers. This is a pass-first team with the Bills. They're going to be passing quite a bit. And The Ravens' run defense is pretty decent as well. and We saw the checkdowns. Devin Singletary, he can rack up some numbers that way as well. I talked a lot about James Conner, liking him in the tournaments at 6,300. 50.5 on price picks is his rushing total projection. I like the over on that one as well. They're going to feed the ball to Conner here. He's going to be a little healthier, even though he has any issue... I think they're going to trust him a little bit more. They need to get well game. You can run on the Panthers. This is what this Cardinals offensive line does better than pass protect here. So I do like uh, James Conner to hit that 50.5. Again, you've had some good chunk numbers there go up against this defense. So uh, yeah, I do like uh, Conner quite a bit here given uh, what the Panthers have done in the run defense so far this season. Cortland Sutton, I love this number, 66.5. He's going to hit that easily, much like T. Higgins we liked on Thursday night against the Dolphins. I love this matchup against the Raiders. He is clearly the number one guy for Russell Wilson. I think Wilson's going to get it going this week, but particularly like this uh, number, 66.5. I also like Michael Pittman Jr., over 65.5. There to hit that total. I think he'll surpass that. So my projection is he'll go beyond that. The Titans secondary is pretty bad. Michael Pittman Jr. is probably going to destroy Christian Fulton. Who's going to come back. He's a little bit banged up as well. So love Michael Pittman this week. So Sutton, Pittman. These two guys had a lot of buzz here. As maybe being top 10 guys with their situation being clear cut. uh, Go-to receivers for their new quarterbacks. So I do like that here a lot. With Sutton and Pittman this week. Uh, and one more player I like on the other side of Sudden is Darren Waller. The Broncos are tough on wide receivers, but they're pretty weak against the tight end for sure, if you have a legitimate tight end. Now, even the Texans' mediocre guys did something against them. So the Broncos did give up a big game to the Seahawks in week one. So I do like Darren Waller quite a bit. 47.5, also Hunter Renfro Trenting to be out here. This uh, Rocco secondary, good on the outside. So that's going to limit Adams. So that's going to limit uh, Mac Hollins if he's in there. So Darren Waller, 47.5 over that uh, receiving total is what I like this week. So those are the five, again, for my Price Picks picks of the week. Josh Allen, more than 280.5 passing yards. James Conner, more than 50.5 rushing yards. Cortland Sutton, more than 66.5 uh, receiving yards. Michael Pittman Jr., over six. 6- And then Darren Waller, 47.5. So those are the price picks that I like the most this week here. Check it out. Make your own picks. Go with some of ours there. Check it out at pricepicks.com. Play FanDuel DraftKings. It's uh, fun to get in on the daily fantasy fun here as well. So a little extra juice there to go along with your season-long adventures here in fantasy football for 2022. So check it out. The prize picks, easy to play there as well. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Uh, our next show will be our reactions. Uh, that We'll play our games, Panic or Patience, or Are You For Real, to see what happened there on week four and the Sunday action there. We'll have that for you, our reactions on Monday as we... Close the book on week four, turn the page to week five. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis you need in less than 30 minutes, free and available, just like this show, wherever you get your podcast. For on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Good luck in all your fantasy football endeavors this weekend here. Stay safe if you're... Uh, You're in the path of some rain related to Hurricane Ian. Enjoy the games. Stay in, uh, stay safe, and uh, good luck in all your matchups. And may you win, come out top, and uh, feel really good when we talk to you next on Monday.